welcome back to the Locks on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locks on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? Miller Thomas. That's me, the always wonderful and handsome host of this podcast, I might add. So please, I'm a multimedia journalist. I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website. It's MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. The link is in my bio on Twitter, CreatorThomas24. That is my personal Twitter. And then don't forget to follow Locked On Diamondbacks at Twitter also. So go follow those two accounts. And on today's show, we're talking about Madison Bumgarner, his struggles, you know, him being sent to Phoenix, what that means for the staff. What it would mean if we needed a new rotation piece. Who should step up if we had to replace him in the rotation? I'll give you my favorite candidate for that. And then we'll also get into tonight's game. It's Robbie Ray Day. So that always means a little stress and anxiety when he's pitching. So we'll get into tonight's matchup as well as for the overall series too. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me, LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com if you want to find out more. Now, let's jump right into it. Let's talk about that atrocious start from, uh, from Madison Bumgarner yesterday. So Bumgarner went out there and pretty much had his worst start of the season yesterday. I mean, his last start wasn't much better against the Houston Astros where he gave up seven earned runs in less than five innings. You know, eight runs total, two home runs given up. So, you know, us D-backs fans are probably thinking, oh, couldn't get any much worse than that. But no, we were wrong. Madison Bumgarner, I guess, could be much worse. Um, and that came yesterday. He started off... Uh, he, he, he gave up the scoring pretty early. He gave up a first-inning home run, a solo dolo to Manny Machado. Then Will Myers came up, and he had a two-run bomb in the bottom of first. So D-backs already uh, you know, off to a 3 nothing deficit like they usually are. So it was nothing new for the D-backs. They're used to it. But then in the bottom of second, Tatis hit a two-run bomb. And then Manny Machado somehow hit two home runs and two innings. And that was the day for Madison Bumgarner. He only made it through two innings. He only threw 47 pitches. He gave up four home runs in two innings. And one of the reasons why he was taken out is because he claimed he had back spasms. He claimed his back tightened up on him. And so that could be, you know, the cause of concern. That could be a cause of concern. That could be the reason why maybe he was struggling his last couple of starts. Who knows? He's being sent back to Phoenix so team doctors could look at him and get some examinations on his back. So... We'll see what that means. We'll see, excuse me, what that entails. But the real reason why I believe that Madison Bumgarner is struggling this year, and this is what a lot of people believe. This is not some theory I came up with, but this is just real facts that people have written about. It's because of Madison, Bum, Madison Bumgarner's drop in velocity. His drop in velocity has been substantial from last year. It has dropped three and a half miles per hour. Now, that wouldn't be a big deal if this if Madison Bumgarner was the guy who's already throwing, you know, 99, 98, 97 miles an hour. Then you drop three and a half miles per hour, you're still in the mid to low 90s. But this was a guy who was already sitting at 91 and a half miles per hour in 2019. That was his average velocity, 91.4 on his fastball. Now his fastball this year, sitting at 79, eight, no, sorry, 87.9. 
87.9 miles per hour for his average fastball velocity this year. Through three starts, had not not a single pitch by Madison Bumgarner has even touched 90 on the radar guard. Uh, on the I don't know why I'm struggling to talk today. On the radar gun. Just think about that. Not a single pitch has even touched 90 for Madison Bumgarner. A guy who, you know, hasn't been a flamethrower in his career, but he's been an effective ace. He's been a, a command. Uh, you know, he has great command throughout his career. He's been a guy who's been able to sit in the mid to low 90s, but dropping from, you know, 91 and a half to just a, a shade below 88 miles per hour, it's going to do you dirty in baseball. And, if you're not going to start becoming a finesse pitcher, if you're not going to start becoming a pitcher like Zach Greinke, you're going to get shelled. There's not too many comparisons to show that a guy like Madison Bumgarner who dropped you know this much velocity in such a short period of time. Looking at this AZ Snake Pit article, uh, they have some early comps. You know, they they got some comparisons, some comps that are similar to what Madison Bumgarner is going through. And most recently, we saw Chris Sale go through this. In 2018, his average fastball velocity was 95. Then through his first few starts in 2019, it dropped to 91. So he saw a decline to 4 miles per hour. But by the end of 2019, his fastball velocity sat at 93 miles per hour. So he actually gained 2 miles per hour by the end of the season. And his fastball velocity average, if you just you know look at it from first half to second half, it was closer to where it was in 2018 than it was in the beginning of 2019. So maybe uh, he just had, you know, came in after that World Series. You know, he had a lot of mileage on his arm. He just needed a little bit of time to get back. So I don't have that excuse for Madison Bumgarner. I don't know why. But, why his fastball velocity has fallen off so much. And I don't know if I can expect to, for that velocity to ramp back up like it did for Chris Sale. Chris Sale is a guy who's still kind of young. I mean, I think he's only about a year and a half younger than Madison Bumgarner, but he hasn't been in the league as, as long. Madison Bumgarner is a guy who has years and mileage on his arm. I don't think people realize this, but Madison Bumgarner currently is in his 12th year of Major League Baseball. And he is only 31 years old. He broke out in 2009 when he was only 19 years old. He was a he was basically a full time starter by the time he was 21 years old. So, and he, he's a guy who's pitched over 200 innings. What one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in his career. So he's been a workhorse in his career. So maybe he just has too much mileage on his arm. And I've been talking about this on the pod. A lot, you know, before the season started, about how 2019 was arguably his worst season, worst season of his career. And I talked about what if, you know, those declines continue? What would it mean for the D-backs team? You know, could the D-backs team survive if a massive Bumgarner declines some more? And right now, you know, that prophecy is starting to fulfill itself and it's starting to be true. I talked about how this D-backs team was gonna going to struggle. If Madison Bumgarner wasn't at least close to that workhorse, close to that somewhat ace he was in San Fran, because right now he's getting shelled. If you just look at Madison Bumgarner's numbers on the year, they haven't been good. After that start yesterday against the Padres, he now leads the league, the National League at least. He leads the National League and hits allowed with 20. Earned runs allowed with 18, and home runs allowed with 7. So this guy's getting smacked all over the field, and he has the most hit by pitchers before. So this guy has definitely struggled to command his pitchers. He's definitely struggled to locate. And when he does locate, you know, his fastball is sitting mostly in the middle, upper half of the plate. And when you're only throwing 88, those fastballs are like, uh, you're basically throwing BP to these batters if you're doing that. So 
for Madison Bumgarner, if he doesn't start to get that velocity back and start locating pitches, I don't know about this D-backs rotation. It's already such a struggle. And what would it mean if he had to miss a start? What if he had to miss a couple starts? Who should be the D-backs replacement? Well, I have one name for you guys, and you guys know who this is. This is probably my favorite candidate to replace Madison Bumgarner if it came to it. But I would put Alex Young in there. If you look at Alex Young's numbers from last year, as a rookie in 2019, he was 25 years old. He made 15 starts. He had a 3.56 ERA, 83 innings pitch. He was solid. He, he had, uh, what, 71 strikeouts in 83 innings. That's a 7.7 strikeout per nine. His walks per nine was 2.9, so it was okay. So he wasn't, uh, maybe his home runs was a little bit too much for me. Uh, a little bit too many home runs for my liking. 14 home runs and only 15 starts. That's a good amount of home runs to give up, but I thought he was pretty solid last year. So far, out of the bullpen, he's been solid. 2.57 ERA. He's only pitched seven innings, two earned runs, two walks, eight strikeouts, though. So if you just look at those numbers as basically a start, you know, if, if I told you a guy went seven innings with two earned, two earned runs, two walks, and eight strikeouts, you'd be like, that guy had a great day. So I'd love to see Alex Young in there. Give him a chance. He's still a young guy, only 26 years old. So we haven't seen the full Alex Young yet. And maybe, you know, he could be the replacement for uh, uh, not just a bum garner, but, you know, if Robbie Ray goes out there tonight, has another struggling performance, maybe we, maybe we look to put Alex Young in over Robbie Ray, over Luke Weaver. You don't know. But I definitely want to get Alex Young in this rotation, get him a spot start, and just see what he can do. Now, I will get into whether Robbie Ray can shut down the Colorado Rockies tonight and put the D-backs right back on the winning track. But to do that, he's going to need support because it doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnic and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier, try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBD MD has to offer. They're also offering our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back into it and let's talk about tonight's game because it's Robbie Ray Day. And that always makes me a little, you know, a little nervous, a little anxious, a little sweaty because we all know Robbie Ray has not been good on the season. He has struggled just as much about, you know, it's hard to say. You know, we saw Madison Bumgarner's the last two starts. He's been atrocious. We've seen what Luke Weaver's done. He's given up a lot of earned runs. Thankfully, his last start, Tory Lavelle only made him go three innings to save him, you know, uh, <laughs> save him the headache. But 
Robbie Ray has not been good on the year. He's, you know, one off the major league lead in home runs allowed with six, you know, to Madison Bumgarner seven. But you know what? He hasn't pitched yet tonight, so we'll see. He leads the league in walks, given up with 11. You know, he's given up 14 earned runs and only 13.1 innings pitched. So Robbie Ray has not been good this year. He's a 9.45 ERA. So all the numbers will tell you Robbie Ray is a pretty bad pitcher this year. I don't think anyone will disagree with that. Robbie Ray has not looked good this year, but according to Robbie Ray, he thinks, you know, it can start moving back in the right track after that last start against the Astros. He said, you know, he's still getting used to his delivery, but he thought his timing was better, even though he gave up six earned runs, and it was arguably his worst start of the season. He thought his timing was a lot better. He did a little glove tap that allowed him to get his timing down, and we'll see if that helps him tonight. Um, Robbie Ray, historically, has actually been better you know, in Coors Field than when he plays at Chase Field against the Colorado Rockies. In 17 starts against the Rockies, he's 5-5 five and five with a 5.2 ERA. But if you just move him just specifically to Coors Field, his ERA is just a 4-2-3 with a 2-2 two and two record. So Robbie Ray, surprisingly, has pitched better in Denver than in Phoenix when facing the Rockies. So we'll see if that holds up tonight because this Rockies team is... Phenomenal. They they are off to they are off to one of their best starts in franchise history. They are currently eleven and four, and they are just in first place right now in the NL West. They you know right now they're doing everything right. If you look at some of their stats that I have pulled up here, it's actually insane what they're doing on the offense and pitching side of baseball. They're number one in batting average in the National League. If you look at runs scored. They are number four. If you look at OPS, they are number four. So any offensive category you want to look at, they are pretty much top five in. Home runs is probably their biggest weakness, I would say. Not even. They're still number five in home runs after looking at it. And striking out has actually been one of their stronger suits this year as opposed to recent years. The middle of the pack, ninth in the NL in strikeouts. And that's because of their Rockies overall philosophy this season. Charlie Blackman is a guy who struck out, you know, over 100 times, I think, for four, street, for four seasons straight now. But this year, you know, Charlie Blackman has not struck out that much. He's only struck out about, <coughs> excuse me, I had a quick cough. He's only struck out about eight times in the 15 games he's played this year. For a guy who struck out more than 100 times in five straight seasons, uh, that's pretty great. It would be his lowest strikeout rate you know, in his career, if you projected it out over 162 games. And that's what, you know, Charlie Blackman and the rest of his teammates have talked about. They want to decrease that chase rate. They want to, make, you know, limit the strikeout rate. Because when you're playing at Coors Field, why why go after so many pitches? You know, it's a hitter-friendly ballpark. Just be patient and wait for those pitches to come to you because you know the offense is going to come. You know the offense is going to be there. And that's what Blackman has done so far. He's batting 458 right now through 15 games. And he's going to be a guy that Robbie Ray is definitely going to have to watch out for because... This D back, uh, excuse me. This Rockies team is nasty when it comes to offense. I told you they're basically top five when it comes to every offensive category. And what makes it even worse is their <laughs> their pitching is just as good. They're right now number two in the array in the National League with two eight four earned run average. Now their weakness is probably their strikeouts. They don't strike out a ton of guys. Just in terms of the National League, the Rockies are about. 10th. They are 10th in the National League in strikeouts. So 
For the D-backs team, for an offense that goes down an 0-2 counts a lot for D-backs team that strikes out a good amount and struggles to score runs, they need to make sure they're waiting on their pitches. You're in course Field. You know, this is the hitter, hitter-friendly ballpark, as I just mentioned. You're one of the worst teams in offense. Just wait. These guys, these pitchers aren't really going to strike you out. They're more finesse pitchers. They're trying to get ground balls. You know, they don't want the ball to, to go in the air. You know, they don't want deep fly balls because in that ballpark, you never know what can happen. So for this D-backs team, you got to be patient. You got to keep coming through with runners in scoring position. You guys really struggled with that in last night's game, but... You always struggle when the starters in. The D-backs somehow have been better when the bullpen has come in. They scored five runs in the, uh, in innings seven through nine in last night's game. And the D-backs are going to have to score a little bit earlier today if they want to win this game. This, As I keep saying, this Rocky, Rocky's offense is great. The D-backs are going to have to put up runs early. And vice versa, they're going to have to make sure they don't put themselves in a deficit early. This is Rockies team can hit and they can also pitch. So they get that early three nothing lead like we've seen a lot in his D backs games. You know, Robbie Ray, he's pretty prone to giving up a quick three nothing lead to the opposing team. So if you do that, it's gonna be tough to to climb back in, especially with how well this team is pitching. Now, the one thing I will say, somehow this is uh, you know, it's been pretty fluky, but the guy we're going against today in John Gray, that's going to be the starting pitcher for the Colorado Rockies tonight. For some reason, when he's on the mound, this Colorado Rockies team does not score runs. I believe through three starts, they've only scored two total runs for John Gray. So that's an area of concern. I'm sure they want to, you know, get better in, of course. And it's pretty crazy to think about a guy who's been as solid as John Gray this year, doesn't have a win yet, just because his team has struggled so much with the lack of run support. And I see here, yeah, just two scored runs in the three starts he's made this year while opposing hitters are batting just 194 against him. So John Gray is doing his job. You know, batters are not, you know, they're batting below the Mendoza line when going against John Gray. He's been able to shut down the batters and teams when it comes to offense, but he's not getting any help on his end. So this could be one of those games where we need Robbie Ray to, to step up because this is probably going to be a low-scoring game. Unless, you know, we see what Robbie Ray, unless Robbie Ray continues the trend of giving up home runs and walking a lot of guys, then this is going to be another one of those 9-3 to three games like we saw last night. Even though the D-backs put up five runs, this is going to be one of those, this is going to be another one of those games where the D-backs fall behind early and they're trying to scratch their way back into it the whole game. And you just can't keep playing catch-up every game. It just wears on you mentally. It wears on you physically. And it just breaks your spirit. So D-backs, please. Robbie Ray, come out, give us some shutdown innings early in the ballgame. And D-backs, try to put some runs on the board early and give yourself some early confidence in the game so you don't feel like you're always playing catch-up. And we need to start making up ground because this is the team that's in first place in the NOS. D-backs are five and a half games back. We're running out of time. We're already 16 games in. If you want to start making your run to the postseason, it has to start tonight. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to this edition of the podcast. I uh, hope everyone is staying safe and staying healthy. And let's go D-backs tonight. Peace.